welcome. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Mother's Money. Hi guys, welcome to Mother's Money. Here we investigate the environment. We're talking to students, talking to professionals and our peers, figuring out what is best way to go about helping the environment and doing stuff. <laughs> today we have Kate Harmon with us today. If you want to give us a little sure. yeah. job about you, that'd be great. That'd be fine. Yeah, thanks for having me. So my name's Kate Harmon. I'm the executive director of the UC Central for Entrepreneurship, um, where we help students who have uh, business or nonprofit ideas, help them get launch those ideas and, and help them develop an entrepreneurial mindset. That is so rad. So, um, I forgot to talk about myself. Hi, I'm Mary Grace, one of our podcasters, along with... I'm Mark. Nice to meet everyone. Yes. So, um, here we're going to ask you a bit more about the entrepreneurship and sure. your thoughts on sustainability, because yeah. I've done a little looky-looky up before, and I saw that you were with University of Oregon, and I saw that you have done a couple of things in sustainability there. If you could tell us a few about them, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. So... Um, first off, I'm fairly recent still to Cincinnati. I've been yeah. here about a year. Um, as you mentioned previously from um, Oregon, where I helped develop entrepreneurship programs there for about six years. Um, Oregon is very much known for two things, uh, sports <laughs> and sustainability. Cool. And so um, we did as a center for entrepreneurship a lot of different programs and curricula that help students um, that are interested in sustainability again, transition those ideas into actually turning them into businesses or nonprofits kind of thing. So um, as I came here uh, to Cincinnati, uh, I really am interested in seeing how we can lean into sustainability as a focal feature for our center. Um, mm -hmm. One of my goals is that we prioritize sustainability in the center so that students understand the complete life cycle um, of, of taking a product from design to end of use uh, yeah. product loose and then also thinking through the kind of business system choices um, and how to make the most sustainable decision so we think that really having students being educated in this space will make them better and more impactful entrepreneurs going forward that is so cool so, um, as you said, you are just recently to Cincinnati, or University of Cincinnati. Um, also, something that you have helped start in Cincinnati is Net Impact, which is the podcast that this is through, which is really cool. But through Net Impact, um, I'm just curious, how did you first find Net Impact and what got you interested to get a chapter started in Cincy? Yeah, well, so Net Impact is huge um, at Oregon. In fact, we oh. had both an undergrad and a graduate chapter. So I knew when I first got here that in, when you come to when you you think about trying to create impact around a certain area, curricula takes a little bit more time because mm -hmm. it has to go through sort of faculty approval processes and stuff. <laughs> so we I always start with students because they end up going really quickly and getting stuff going fast. And so that was the thing that um, we started here within six months of me being here was launching our first net impact chapter. So what are some of the things you think Cincinnati is like uniquely positioned to uh, contribute to sustainability? Because, you know, we have the Couch Attic, which is yeah. brand new and very exciting. Yeah. The Entrepreneurship Center, there's a lot of momentum. What are some of the things you saw in Oregon that you kind of want to see maybe take life in Cincinnati? Yeah, well, I think one of the great things we have going on here is we have some corporate players mm -hmm. in the area that are prioritizing sustainability. So I'm actually sitting on 
a work group of various entrepreneurial organizations in town that are trying to think about how to um, amplify some mm. of the interests from Kroger and P&G and others around sustainability and trying to like build kind of a pathway for someone to take in a sustainable idea and get the resources and then go on to a different organization to get further mentorship and so forth. So we're working, we've been working together since January okay. about kind of building the pathway so that um, we can really focus on supporting sustainable focused businesses. So that's one area of focus. I think the other opportunity is Cincinnati, University of Cincinnati itself is has different departments very much engaged already in that sustainability so from our environmental studies area, which is developing a whole school mm -hmm. around sustainability to DAP already a long, long history of sustainability. <laughs> so I think what we've created here with net impact and what my center is hoping to do is try to differentiate ourselves in having sustainability through the lens of business, mm. right? So we're not duplicating things that are already going on yeah. across campus, but we're really providing another layer of students to see opportunities around sustainability through this very targeted uh, lens of, of business. So with um, entrepreneurship, obviously that's the focus of the center. We see clubs like uh, Bearcat Ventures, the NEO Initiative, some really exciting student orgs. How do you see uh, student entrepreneurship playing into corporate sustainability in the long run? Yeah, that's a good question. I think what we're hoping to do with our center is by starting sustainability in Lindner, really through our center first, that we can start to develop student-led initiatives, um, curricula, we're starting to start developing that now. And what I eventually like to see is that I feel corporate sustainable is so important that it needs to have its own center, Yeah. right, at, at, at some point. So mm -hmm. at some point, when we start to build some scale to what we're doing, um, I would be able to see that our dean would support a center for corporate sustainability here yeah. at Lender. And so, you know, we would at that point want to purposely transition our efforts off to the leadership of that person. Mm -hmm. We will always still be engaged in sustaining. That's our priority. But at some point, I think at scale, someone that can prioritize the research aspect mm -hmm. for what faculty can also bring in that space is going to be much needed. And right. that's only going to help. Um, this kind of this focus around business and sustainability and, and lender in general. Right, exciting. So talking about sustainability and like uh, lender and how do you like want to mix them with uh, net impact essentially, but if there were other students who wanted to do like their own business getting started that up with like sustainability, would how would they come to you? Like what route would they first take to get yeah. those steps started? Like starting from like base ground, they have an idea, where do they go with that? Yeah, very good question. Um, so we work with all students that have an idea. They can uh, come into our program, meet with myself. We have a student entrepreneur in residence, Jaden Walton, who also works with students directly to help them kind of figure out what is their business model. Um, once they get at a certain stage, we can pass them off to additional mentors. For those that have a very targeted, sustainable focus to their lens, you know, we would tailor the mentorship to um, connecting those to resources of people that have that background. Mm -hmm. So in town, there's a great organization called Flywheel Social Enterprise, mm -hmm. which is a business accelerator specifically for sustainability and social impact type of ventures. Oh, wow. So at some point, we would want to connect those students mm -hmm. to that organization because they can help them scale. Um, 
you know, anybody coming into my office with an idea around sustainability, first place I'm going is I'm going to you guys, right? <laughs> that, that's where it needs to be because right. I, I find that really peer-to-peer -peer learning is in some ways mm. more important than a faculty or sort of, you know, adult um, <laughs> kind of uh, situation. So um, that's where I see lots of opportunity with net impact in terms of you all building out maybe even down the road a specific, like, um, exec team that yeah. focuses just on that. Different. Yeah. Yeah. I think internally we're all very excited. You know, people come to our meetings, they have an idea, or like, what can we do to enable you to do that? Mm -hmm. I think that really is at the heart of entrepreneurship, I'm sure, as you've seen throughout the years, you know, enabling people's passions, their projects. It's a very exciting time. Um, and within the UC faculty, are you kind of getting a sense that some professors even are kind of shifting gears into more sustainable mindsets for their classes and everything? Yeah, I think right since we started this pathway for Linder specifically, I can speak about is that there's been a, a great interest in other faculty members around uh, across Linder wanting to be a part of this um, from our finance department mm. to other supply chain areas. Um, and I think as we're starting to just have these conversations now, that curricula is going to mm. start to material materialize right. and um, you know there's so much going on in terms of right now SEC regulations right. in terms of yeah. how public companies in the next couple years are going to be required mm -hmm. mandated to report their carbon accounting footprints if Lender can start offering curricula in that right. we're going to make our finance students our accounting students be way ahead of the game in terms of any marketable skills that they can be hired for so going on the curriculum of like that with the finance students, I know currently they don't have too much into the sustainable route or the environmental route at all. So is there, I know within Net Impact, we have a thing currently going on that we want to try to have, um, just trying to figure out different curriculums with that. Is there any way inside of the school college of business at Lender that we could get them to have like, have a, like how the basic requirements for classes, is there any way that we could get that for them? Like, yeah, I think we can, I think um, what you all are doing now, what we're trying to do is just start to develop that curricula. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, uh, my goal is that we would have our first sort of sustainable linear class by fall. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that the, those are conversations that are currently going on. It has to go through some, again, curricular approval things and yeah. stuff. But um, I'm very hopeful, and I know Dean Lewis is hugely supportive mm -hmm. of us going down this space. And so I think she would, and if she had the ability to fast track anything um, that she could to get this going. Right. Yeah. That'd be so rad. Yeah. And as you mentioned with peer learning, I think for all of us at Net Impact, we find it so important to teach each other. Mm. And what's so exciting about us is we come from DAP, engineering, we have um, arts and science students, we have business students. So it really is a great environment for everyone to come together. And something we do have in the Pathways now is a crossover between business and the environmental consulting that may be coming in the future. So that's something to keep your eyes out for. <laughs> um, a lot of cool information there, like Kate was saying. We can be each other's best resources while the faculty does put in the very hard work to build a curriculum for us. Um, and something that uh, we think is a little interesting is how do you see the intersectionality now between colleges arising as we look at environmental engineers, environmental scientists, designers? Yeah. Do you see that playing a role in the future of Linder? I, I do. In fact, I, I love, you know, the, the, the heart of net impact started with Dimitri. Yeah. That's a perfect <laughs> example, right? Yes. So environmental uh, studies and, and finance. Right. And so that is what I love about you all is that you've really cultivated this very pure interdisciplinary 
and, mm-hmm. and been open and welcoming right. to all disciplines. And I think that's really important, again, because we, when you're in a space on a campus that has different interests that are also mm-hmm. in that space, mm-hmm. it can be very easy you know, for people to think that resources are going one way and not right. to another and stuff like that. So to have a very collaborative mm-hmm. culture, I think that's one of the things that um, I'm really excited to see what you all have been been building in yeah. that space. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's the way it should be done. That's, yeah. the, that's the way um, I think most people will benefit from. Yeah, yeah definitely learning from each other. I yeah. have definitely just in the couple of months or I guess few weeks that school has started, um, just being with Net Impact myself, mm-hmm. um, I definitely have seen like a couple of things. I was like, wait, I didn't even think about that. Like right. somebody brought up to me the um, Leonard College of Business and like how we should start their curriculum, getting it more environmental. Like a couple of things here because a lot of it is like, here's your business and how do you get it mm-hmm. forward? Right. So I've never thought about like things like that. So it's just always like a good learning experience, mm-hmm. especially for us since we We'll eventually go into the big world um, doing different things like that. Yeah. I definitely have seen it quite a few times. Good. It yeah. is like yeah. a good learning experience that I have had from That's that. Great. So awesome. I really like it. Yeah, and tying into um, you know, experience turning into practical action, as someone who's studied like, you know, entrepreneurship and seen it come to life, when a student is kind of excited, whether they're in our club or another club and they want to give back, what are some of the guiding steps you give to them to kind of get them in the right direction? Yeah, I love that idea of giving back. I mean, that's the, sort of a, a founding principle in entrepreneurship is what we call pay it forward. Mm-hmm, exactly. um, you know, entrepreneurs are all about and should sort of be um, sponges mm-hmm. that want to absorb things from all different types of people, experiences, resources and stuff. But at the same time, if, if we are as a center helping provide those resources, we have expectations that down the road, mm-hmm. you know, when they've made it or right. when they're at a position to give back, that they will freely uh, give their time and money down the road <laughs> right. um, to, to kind of helping mm-hmm. the next generation along. Right. And that's, that's a cyclical process that we only want to kind of nurture at our center. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So talking about like the future, um, I was just curious, um, what like businesses have you helped started inside of like either Cincinnati itself or just in general? Like, what businesses have you started and like other things yeah. like that? If you would care to share, so a range. Let's just say a range <laughs> of of um, businesses, and, and I get this question all the time. Like, who is there? What student has done the the mm-hmm. most? And it's hard because in a lot of ways, I don't judge the T-shirt company more or less than the SaaS software company, right? right? You know, so when you say which one is most important or which one has had the biggest impact, it's really hard. Um, I would say that on paper, the one that has created the most sort of economic benefit is a team, um, a a former student of mine from Kent State who created um, a AI um, market research tool called Remesh. He's raised about $40 million and he employs about 120 people in New York City right now. So so on paper, he's probably the one that's raised the most. (laughs) On the other hand, I've had um, successful um, woman uh, entrepreneur who has right now two high-end bridal boutiques in two different states. Um, She came out of Oregon. Um, I have a a former Kent State uh, female founder of a nonprofit who's been recognized in the Cleveland Akron area that wow. targets um, underserved female teenage girls. 
in providing them some support. Um, I've, I've had a, a young man who started a, um, a restaurant um, up in, in the Cleveland area. Um, in Oregon, a lot to, to kind of go down, some with a sustainable footprint. So one of the interesting um, companies that came out of Oregon was an MBA company called Wayward Spirit, oh. which is the whey byproduct out of um, cheese. She turned it into some vodka. I and love so that. You can actually buy Wayward Spirit. And what's yeah. really cool with her is she's actually developed a partnership with Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Wow. Oh, and you can dang. buy, I think it's called Deluke, Delusha something. But it has Wayward Ooh. Spirit, um, her, her product in it. That is so, so exciting yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. it's wow. very cool. So it's a, the mix. And, you know, again, what is impact? Is it economic? Yeah. Is it social? Is it, yeah. you know, targeting um, underserved right. populations? It's it's all over mix. And you can't, they're all my babies. And I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't choose one over the other. Right. That's fair. That's fair. It's always like, as you said, like all of them very cool. Um, I have a couple questions about them. The first one uh, that you said, the... Re Remesh. Mesh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what is like, do you like the product? What is Yeah. That so it's a fascinating story. It was a physics PhD student of mine who the least likely entrepreneur you would ever meet. Andrew <laughs> Kanya. He would say that himself today, but he uh, essentially helped. Uh, he wanted to solve a real social problem. Mm -hmm. He was very fascinated with um, the challenges at that time. And this was about eight years ago mm -hmm. of Israel and Palestinians not talking to each other in the conflict. Ooh. And so he wanted to create a tool which would essentially allow these populations to talk without the um, idea of conflict. And he developed the tool, it actually had a hackathon, um, a prototyping competition. We for a while looked to figure out like, is this a nonprofit? How is he gonna make money? How is this, how is this gonna scale? He eventually decided to go the for-profit route. So he oh. went through a very um, nationally renowned um, business accelerator program called TechStars. Um, got some funding, got lots more funding. <laughs> and what's fascinating, this is the, the sweetest story, of, I'm gonna cry, but he, he turned the product into a market research tool. So essentially it's, an, it's, a, it's like an app where one person could theoretically talk to 10 million people at this wow. at, in real time. Dang. And by it sort of aggregates responses so that everybody chooses the top two between the two so that you have this kind of conversation. What's fascinating is he got that into market, started to take off, and then he went to the UN. And the wow. UN is actually using his wow. product yeah. as they originally wanted. That's incredible. So it is. It's a real full wow. circle in terms of like showing... You know, you don't have to do a nonprofit. Maybe the for-profit route could actually work yeah. and, wow. and come back around. So that's yeah. for That's for sure. Incredible. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. That is crazy like, <laughs> to hear that he went through that and yeah. then, like, eventually ends up, like, exactly where the where end goal was, was the UN, like, exactly. presenting the product that he's completely made Absolutely. on his own. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, yeah. so cool. So something I was kind of wondering is building off his kind of project of that essence of communication among communities who may not always have access to each other within campus or Cincinnati as a whole, how important has people coming together and even just starting conversations been to you? Cause I'm sure, you know, the entrepreneurship center, I mean, it's literally four stories up. You kind of have to want to be there. Yeah. So getting up there, people coming together, what kind of conversations are you witnessing that make you think, wow, this is going to be a very exciting place for the future 
University of Cincinnati? Yeah, I think fostering uh, an environment that feels safe mm. and that is inclusive is the first way to kind of start those conversations, right? right. So I think that's one of the things that with, with the Couch Attic, it allows those kind of conversations and we purposely, even though we are stuck in the business college, we try to be as welcoming right. and, and allowing other groups to use the space as well. Um, you know, I like to, in some ways, eavesdrop, you know, on what's going on in there right. because in a lot of ways I've been doing this for a lot of years, 10 years in entrepreneurship and so many years before that. And um, it's been fun to see the different generations. Yeah. Um, your generation is very different from the millennials that yeah. I saw before. Hey. And um, to see that you all are prioritizing um, social and environmental impact mm -hmm. in ways that other generations haven't is very exciting. Yeah. So yeah. what we can do, how, how can we nurture those conversations mm -hmm. and, and help propel them so that others feel like they um, are part of those, those, those conversations? For yeah. sure. So going off of that, you said how like cult, sorry, I don't really know how to say it exactly, but um, up Cultivating on, the relationship, yeah, yep. thank you. Um, like up there, like for me personally, when I walked in, I was like, yo, everybody's like so welcoming here yeah. and I absolutely love it. Like yeah. I'm an environmental studies major, right. not really related to business right. anyway, right. Um, but it's been like a really eye-opening experience to be yeah. able to welcome in another college where mm -hmm. people are like, oh, like, and I was just like, wait, yeah. why are you saying that? Yeah. It's pretty rad. Like <laughs> I've tried to bring a couple of my friends definitely a couple Good. of times and be like, hey guys, like this is really cool. Yeah. Um, I know it's just like, another Absolutely. thing but like we all can work together to right. get our ideas off from the ground on up exactly that is just something that has exactly. been really useful yeah. through that yeah. But, yeah and i would I'd just make a plug there if other groups um you know people schedule can't schedule that addict sometimes i can't necessarily approve if it's if i see for example it's a club um and i see like why how does this relate to entrepreneurship be very detailed mm -hmm. or email me separately like hey we want to use your space because we do want to have an interdisciplinary kind of connection um and that way i i have more of a sense being able to prove people using that space exactly. that is pretty good yeah so i think people need to realize that entrepreneurship isn't just business you know mm -hmm. a dap student comes in they say hey i have this idea for say, you know, implementing more green space that, you know, businesses could use, you know, yeah. that's an entrepreneurial exactly. spirit. It's not about, you know, the business aspects, we can help with that, you know, that's why we're here, yep. our club is here, the people are here, and I think even being comfortable, getting uncomfortable, coming into a space where you may not feel like, you know, this is where I need to be as a DAP student, as an yep. engineering student, yeah. I mean, like, uh, like Mary Grace said, it's such a welcoming environment that anyone there is going to want to see you succeed. So yeah, well, I would say to that too is that you know entrepreneurship can be learned by everybody. Exactly. Yeah. And and I'll just you know I'm a prime example. I have absolutely no business background whatsoever. <laughs> wow. My background is in art history. Wow. Oh, okay. liberal arts. Um, and so I, again, my former student, the one that created Remesh Physics, he learned entrepreneurship. So I yeah. hope to your point, you mentioned. Everybody has the ability to have an entrepreneurial mindset. Right. And um, so when you, you come to our space, don't feel like you have to be in this kind of business mm -hmm. focus. All of us are learning yeah. and you can learn too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That is so true.
Well, Kate, we would like to thank you for coming on our podcast yeah, here you today. So much. Um, if you want to say anything, last words or no, just visit us. Um, you mm-hmm. see Center for Entrepreneurship, and let us see how we can help you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we would like to welcome or thank our listeners as well. Uh, listening to Mother's Money um, here at Tough Vintage as well. We'd like to thank them for letting us use their space today, along with Bearcast Media for letting us use their equipment. Um, we'd also like to thank our team. Um, I'm Mary Grace. I'm Mark. And thank you for listening. Take care.